This is Stewards Inquiry, the official podcast of SimHorseRacing.com. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, the Steward, and this is the first episode of Year 35. 35 years of the Sim. That's hard to believe. The other morning I was driving to work and tried to rattle off the names of the 34 previous Louisville Derby winners in order, but I couldn't do it. I kept forgetting full chunks of years and ended up having to look later when I got to a computer. I remember a time when I used to be able to doodle all the names in order of the winners on the margins of my homework in high school, so it's a bit depressing that I can't remember them all anymore. To make that task harder, we are now only five weeks away from adding one more name to the list, and I love this year's three-year-old crop. For a long time, I thought my derby horse was going to be Emily Mitchell's filly, Wizard's Fire, but that was before I met White Spire, the son of magician who has run 89 speed figures in both of his first two starts. His breeder and trainer, Susie Rydell, declined to comment on her plans for the big horse, but it has to be assumed that win, lose, or draw in the derby, she will attempt to go for an unprecedented three in a row in the Long Island Classic, which she won the last two years with Voldemort and Firefly. It's been five years since our last Triple Crown winner, but could this be the year? Eric Nalbone would like to think so. He has seven of the top 40 Triple Crown candidates, but there's a new shooter waiting in the wings, and that is Keith Maidlow, who trains Stewart's Cup winner and two-year-old champion, Godzuki. Hi, this is Keith Maidlow, proud owner of Stewart Cup juvenile winner and North American champion two-year-old male, Godzuki. Godzuki is bred to go a mile and a half and up with Daddy Highly Regarded, the Stewart Cup marathon winner, and Mama Stewart's Cup, winning stakes races at a mile and a quarter to a mile and a half. So, with that pedigree, let's just say I was pleasantly surprised when he was throwing out speed figures of 87, winning at a mile and a sixteenth. Um, this scrappy little guy has entered in the Dirtway uh, Park tremendous stakes on Friday of week two, and will go only if he vets perfectly. Uh, if that race goes, then it's week four in Lexington in the Kentucky Blue Stakes. Then course, onto the Derby. Um, if the vetting isn't as good as I'd like for week two, then it'll be the Battle Cry Stakes in Lexington in week three, and the Derby in week six again. Um, I, one of the things I started to do after having a, a Stewart Cup winner for the Juvies was uh, to see how the Stewart Cup Juvie winners' uh, records were in, uh, and how history had treated that group uh, for the Triple Crown, and it uh, certainly doesn't bode well in those Triple Crown races. Uh, but maybe Godzuki will be the exception to the rule and just be a really precocious classic router um, that takes it all, and, and I have my fingers crossed. So uh, we'll see what happens this spring. I'm really looking forward to everything that this little guy can do. One person who is both rooting for and against Godzuki is the man who wanted him quite badly in the auction, and that is Art Vandalay. After losing him at the sale, Vandalay could have been groaning when Godzuki became the early derby favorite, but instead he has two triple crown horses of his own, Jack London and Bazinga. So let's first of all start off with Bazinga. Bazinga had a crushing defeat in the Stewards Cup Juvenile. 
Uh, bittersweet loss for me because of the fact that this one lost to Godzuki. Godzuki, of course, is by highly regarded, who I was fortunate enough to train. So I was very happy for Keith that he was able to win. I almost bought the horse, but I bought somebody else, so uh, that was a bittersweet win. But Bazinga uh, ran his heart out that day, got involved in a hectic pace battle, and eventually finished second with a 79 speed figure. So he is going to actually not run in the derby. He is going to be pointed towards the Baltimore crown. And his first start of the season has yet to be really decided at this point. But um, I'm humming and hawing about how to get him peaked to, uh, to a Week 7 race. Um, as for Jack London, he is for sure my best derby hope. He is one that uh, wrapped up his season with a second-place finish at the Bubbly Stakes and behind Knights. Um, he is actually no longer undefeated, which is probably a good thing because it just seems like with me, undefeated horses never happen. So that's probably a good thing. He's going to be going in towards the Giacomo Stakes. He's going to go week one, week three, and then right into week six. So he's going to have three weeks before the Derby. Kind of like, that's the way I like to do it. So I've never won the Derby, so I'm not sure if it's the right way to do it, but that, that's the way I'm going to do it with, uh, Jack London. And, uh, he is, uh, right now, my best derby hope um it would be interesting if he did win the derby what i do with bazinga do i actually run them both in that race or do i scratch one of them because i don't want to beat myself with another one so but we'll cross that bridge when we get there so anyways that's the plan right now bazinga i just kind of think is a is a early bloomer and i think that jack london is just now getting into himself so i wish everybody the best of luck in the triple crown several people declined to be interviewed for this simcast including emily mitchell Jolene Danner, and John Slotman. But one person who likes his chances enough to participate was Larry Berndorf, trainer of the $3.7 million Sunraider Colt, Eric. Hello, this is Larry Berndorf calling in about my derby hopeful, Eric Lecay, center in the Pacific Coast Highway. I have nothing planned afterwards as far as schedule goes towards the derby. I'm not expecting a whole lot either because he's the least thought of of my derby hopefuls, and that's about all I have to say. Berndorf also has a monster runner named Raceway, who has been unlucky to lose more than he has won, but the scary good colt has better workouts than most of the horses in his crop. Another trainer with an under-the-radar runner is Elise Peverell. Her homebred colt Skipping Stone finished second in the two-year-old marathon to close out last year and will be a horse to watch this season. Skipping Stone is named after the first single from one of my favorite singers' first album. I named him after the song because his dam was named after a song as well, so I thought it'd be nice to keep the theme going with her. I bred his first two dams, and I paid a lot of money for his third dam more. And while she's given me plenty of good foals to work with, this is the one that I really have a lot of hopes for. I raised his, I, I bred his dam, Beth Blade's plan, and I raised her sire as well as her dam sire. So his female family has a lot of history for me. Uh, he took a little longer to develop as a yearling and a two-year-old, so I think he should continue to progress, especially as a three-year-old. He really wants the mile and a quarter distance. His dam and his second dam both won going 10 furlongs. So that's why I finished his two-year-old season marathon instead of one of the more illustrious grade one races or the Stewart's Cup since they're all in a mile and a sixteenth. It's also why I'm starting the year in the first mile and an eighth prep that I came across. 
for week four, we'll play it by ear, see what he gets out of this race. Um, the company he keeps will depend on whether I feel that he needs something to serve as more of a tightener or if he runs big in this race, and I think he could use something a little easier next out so that he's not all used up for the derby. Thinking long-term, I've obviously got the classic on my mind. Um, I've won the race four times, including the past two years, so why not dream a little bit and think about maybe a three-peat? Speaking of three-peats, Eric Nalbone has won the Derby twice and will be looking for victory number three, something only John Exet has done in 34 years. Nalbone has so many good horses on this year's Triple Crown Trail that the trick for him is going to be picking the right horses to run in each race. You know, for me, I think this is one of the most exciting derby seasons that I've had in a long time. Uh, you know, I've had some good horses come through in the last few years, but uh, this year it seems like I'm loaded for bear at least. Um, you know, on the, the first task that I've got at hand this spring is trying to figure out, you know, which three horses are actually going to wind up running in the Derby. Um, I started last year with the Dirt Routers debuting, hoping that I had about 11 or 12 Derby prospects. Uh, that looks like it's really down to about seven serious horses that have a shot. Um, those would be in order of earnings right now. Ice and Fire, who is third in Juvenile. Doc Halliday, fourth in, ju- in the Juvenile. God, who won the two-year-old marathon. Uh, Reno, who has placed uh, several times in a couple of stakes races. Uh, Robert Baratheon, who I wound up running in the juvenile as well. He finished up the track, but should improve with age. Uh, White Fang, Storm of Swords, is a just victory out of happily ever after an Eastmare, um, who won the artillery stakes week 15. First half this year for me with my, uh, with my three-year-old males is figuring out which three are actually going to run. Uh, it looks at this point like I've got another handful that are probably out of contention for the Derby, but maybe for the rest of the Triple Crown. Um, you know, if I had to describe them right now, I'd say that the likely trio is going to wind up being Ice and Fire, Doc Halliday, and God. Um, two of the three are going to be repeats from the Juvenile, who ran 3-4 there, and then God won the two-year-old marathon last year. I think my best hope this year is a colt named Doc Halliday. He's a war daddy colt out of Sleep Family, who's $58.5 million lanes out of uh, Wonder Mare most expensive horse sold in sim history. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, his workouts are obviously stellar. Uh, you know, his past performances to date have been fantastic. He won his maiden with an 89, won the Persevere Stakes uh, with, again, an 89, and then ran a great fourth in the uh, in the Stewart's Cup Juvenile. Um, you know, I was really pleased with that run in the Juvenile. Um, and if anyone has ever been more pleased with a fourth-place finish than with a couple wins, you know, I, I think this Colt has all the talent in the world. You know, he's set up to run great in the Derby. Um, Going to debut week two in the Sonic Gold Stakes. We'll see where he goes from there. Uh, you know, second on the list of potentials for the Derby would probably be Ice and Fire for me. Ice and Fire is a Flames out of Asleep As I Am. Asleep As I Am is another very expensive $31 million daughter of Wonder. So uh, two Derby horses this year from Daughters of Wonder. Good to see that those investments are paying off because the damage of those two horses combined cost some um, uh, close to $70 million uh, sim money. So uh, 50, 60, 80, more like close to $90 million. Sorry. Uh, so $90 million investment there for two derby horses. Um, you know, Ice and Fire, you know, what can you say? Horses been beaten twice in three starts, but it's been beaten twice by Tatsuki, who 
won the juvenile. Um, you know, I can't complain about that at all. He's ripped off an 85 and 86 to 78. You know, he's going to go the New Orleans route, uh, figure out where he goes week four, and then we'll, we'll hit the derby there. You know, the third horse in my barn that I think really is probably likely for the derby at this point right now is God. Um, you know, he's definitely got a special place in my barn, being by Just Victory, who is clearly one of the preeminent stallions in sim right now, and out of Whitney, who is my all-time favorite uh, sim horse. Um, you know, got off to a little bit of a slow start. He was third in his uh, in his debut week 10 last year. Came back to win pretty easily in his second start week 13, uh, ran 78. Um, you know, it didn't really feel like it was necessary to push him in juvenile at that point, so I wound up running him in the two-year-old marathon. Uh, you know, any, anything from Whitney is probably going to appreciate distance, and uh, God clearly seems to. Um, ran an 88, won the two-year-old marathon by a head. Uh, got him set up to go the, uh, the California routes of the Derby this year. Um, you know, would love to see what can happen. You know, obviously with just victory on top, you wonder a little bit about uh, about whether he'll go far enough to handle the 10 prolongs of the Derby. But at the same point, um, you know, Whitney was stellar at 10 furlongs when he was the uh, of the Desert World Cup. Uh, stellar at 12 furlongs, won the Long Island Classic. Uh, you definitely hope that uh, a Whitney Pole would love the Derby distance. So, you know, we're definitely going to give it a shot with God and see what happens there. So, you know, definitely a good position to be in, having to pick from, you know, several talented Colts to run in the Derby. Uh, there are going to be a couple left on the outside looking in than any other year I would have had in the field. But, you know, like I said, that's definitely a good problem to have. So, you know, looking forward to seeing how this sorts out. What a problem to have, right? Of course, several very good Colts have been completely left off this discussion. The Revenant ran a great prep week one, as did Cruising Speed, Half-Blood Prince, Word and Knights, Blues Brothers, and Busted Stuff. Irish Red, Anise, and Pyramid are just a few of the ones I've left out. I wish everyone the best of luck on the Derby Trail, and happy racing. <laughs>